Welcome to Tres Cuentos at a Time. Today we continue exploring the mythology of Native Latin America. We're moving down south to the Andean Mountains, Los Andes, in what is today Peru. Today's myth will take us to ancient times where the dispute of two brothers almost destroyed the Andean world, the Caipacha. The following Tres Cuentos will explore jealousy, ambition, boredom, greed, and hate. My name is Carolina Quiroga Stoltz, and I invite you now to pay careful attention to the following cuento, so it does not happen to you. Pachacamac and Wacón In the lands where Inti, the sun, soars the skies, visiting the world as the graceful and fearless Malku, the condor, where giants once fled to caves and springs as the radiant giver of life, Inti, rose up one morning, where mountains move as they wish across the landscapes where space is time and time is pacha. Eons ago began a mortal dispute among two gods, two brothers, Pachacamac and Wakon. Both had the power to create and destroy. Both had proved their skills in battle. Yet, the beautiful maiden Pachamama chose Pachacamac over his brother Wakon. Soon the latter, having lost the support of his peers, was expelled from Hanakpacha, the world above, as the winner had decreed. Jealousy and anger drove the sore loser to unleash his destructive wrath upon the Kaipacha, our mortal world. Major disaster shook the earth, melting droughts and weeping floods brought starvation and death. With his painful defeat, Wakan took away the waters that nurture all human beings. His vengeful act was a direct attack on Pachamama's choice. Where once she had governed over a plentiful nature, now she could only govern over a deserted landscape. Moved by pity over the orphan and miserable state of Kaipacha, or fearing that by outcasting his brother, Wakan had been pushed over the edge of madness, Pachacamac resolved to intervene 
and put a halt to Wakan's vicious tantrum. Pachacamac and Pachamama descended from Hanakapacha to our earth, and a second battle was fought. To each stroke, the earth trembled. To each punch, the Kaipacha shivered in fear. Wakan did not run. His anger filled his desire for revenge, his obsession for his brother's death. Long the gods fought. Long the Andean mountains fear to crumble down. Still, for a second time, Wakan's fighting skills were outshone. Now, he was cast out to roam away in the shadows of strange and faraway landscapes bound never to return. As Wakan departs towards his new fate, the waters came back, and with it, nature had a respite. Peace reigned again on earth, with Pachacamac and Pachamama leading and teaching. Time passes, and the happy couple had twins, a boy and a girl called the Wilkas. But an ill fortune awaited. One day, while climbing up a rocky mountain, Pachacamac slipped and fell in the deep waters of Lurin. Pachacamac drowned, yet his body was transformed in an island. Pachacamac, the light of the world was extinguished. Darkness engulfed the Kaipacha. La Viuda, the widow, and her Wilkas now were doomed to wander, surrounded by total obscurity. With each step into the unknown, the family tries to mitigate the pain, the absence of their protector, their provider, their light. Long time they wandered, always hiding, battling, and fleeing terrible monsters that tried to cut their path at each curve, at each mountain. One day, after they had quenched their thirst in a lake, the family finally caught a glimpse of light. Up on a mountain cave in the heights of Kanta, the boy Wilka said, My dead father could be there! As they approach, darkness closes in, making that inviting light seem even brighter. But monsters and wild animals await at each step. The road up is a dangerous challenge. 
fear wants to take over, but Pachamama moves forward. That light is hope. Oh, if only she had known. That hopeful light is only an illusion that will lead them into a trap. Oh, but they are so close. Pachamama encourages her children. Come on, children. One more step. We are so close. They had climbed up mountains. They had crossed valleys and creeks. They are not going to give up now. No, just one more step. In the face of despair, when their bodies just want to give in, that glimmering light promises rest and warmth. At last, after a long and dangerous journey, they reached the light. But then, from the mountain cave came out a man, half naked. Pachamama did not recognize him. Oh, they were so hungry, and the kind promise of Papa's guisadas, potato stew, put away any suspicions. They just wanted to rest. For the first time, in a long and ill odyssey, Pachamama and her Wilkas sat by the fire and warmed themselves. Feeling safe, Pachamama lets down her guard and begins to recount to her host their recent misfortunes. If only the desperate seek for consolation had not tricked her senses, Pachamama would have soon recognized and prevented her own ill future. The humble host was no other that the once rejected suitor, the same who brought destruction with his fury, Wakan. As soon as he realizes who she is, Wakan fakes sympathy for the orphan family and invites them to stay with him. Oh, what a delightful stroke of luck. It will be so easy to plan his revenge. The very next day, Wakan has schemed the first part of his plan. There is no water in the cave. The Wilkas should go fetch it. It will give the children something to do. <laughs> Boy and girl accept the errand, not suspecting the trick that will delay the task. The vase they carry has a crack. It will take them several attempts to realize it. By the time they return to the cave, their mother was long gone. According to the host, she went to a nearby town and will be back later. <laughs> In truth, early that day, Wakan 
insinuated to Pachamama that they should lay together. But a second rejection relieves the hurtful past and the long festering wound. Rancor, hatred, ire furiously pumped through his fists. As he beats Pachamama over and over until her death. <sighs> Then, still desiring to possess her somehow, Wakama devours Pachamama limb by limb. Her saddened soul flew away and became a nearby mountain. When the Wilkas returned, upon hearing the news of their mother's sudden departure, they began to cry. Nonetheless, in the maddened darkness, not all was lost. The animals, witnessing the dreadful fate of that poor family, decided to intervene. El Huaychao, the small bird that announces upcoming deaths, came to the cave while Wakan was asleep and told the children the sad news. The Wilkas listened carefully and followed the Huaychao's advice. While Wakan was soundly sleeping, boy and girl, tie. The cannibals hurled two rocks, hoping that the Wankas, the ancestors, could hold him back for a while. Soon after, defying the darkness of the world that awaits outside, the Wilkas left the mountain cave, not yet knowing where to go. When Wakon woke up, Maddened by the unpleasant surprise, he unties his hair and runs after the Wilkas. Although the twins have an advantage, Wakan is a great runner, and he knows the terrain like the back of his hand. In the meantime, impotent and distressed, Pachamama can only observe Soon, the Wilkas run into Añas, the fox, who feels sorry for the persecuted children and offers them a safe shelter inside her cave. As they hide, Wakan's loud and heavy steps are soundly heard like echoes of a giant's footsteps. Along the way, Wakan runs into different animals, the condor malku, the jaguar, and the serpent. And each time, Wakan asked for the children's whereabouts. And every time, they nodded, side to side, pretending not to know where the children had gone. When at last, Wakan encounters Anya, the Wilkas have already come up with their own planned to send Wakan off their scent. The fox tells Wakan that 
Indeed, she has seen the children. All he has to do is to climb up the rocky mountain. Sing them a lullaby. Make sure that you sound like their mother. Surely they will come running back to you. Oh, what a great suggestion! Wakan begins to climb up and sing. And as he does, the same darkness that concealed past traps begins to engulf Wakan. He sure knows these lands, but he forgets that the mountains and rocks have their own will. Anya the fox has set a trap for Wakan, and the Wankas, the ancestors, the rocks, had agreed to play along. Ahead, a rock patiently awaits her turn to set the record straight. Wakan steps on the Wanka, the rock ancestor, losing his balance and sinking into the abyss. As he falls, heavy earthquakes shake the Kai Pacha. The Wilkas are now safe, not knowing where to go. The children agreed to stay with Anya, the fox, who fed them with her own blood. The days passed, and although the Wilkas were grateful, they were sad and could not help but to long for their parents. One day, the Wilkas were in the fields pulling out papas, potatoes from the ground when they pulled a big oka that looked like a finger doll. Happy about the discovery, boy and girl played with the oka and played and played until it was torn in pieces. Heartbroken, the children cried and cried until they fell asleep. Soon, The girl Wilka was having a dream. As she threw her hat in the air, the hat did not return. It stayed up in the air. When both children woke up, the girl told the boy her dream, and together they tried to figure it out. But no matter how hard they tried, they didn't understand. So they sat by the field resting, completely confused, when all of a sudden, boy and girl saw two ropes hanging down from the sky. Surprised and curious, the Wilkas began to climb up. And to their joy, the ascent was easy. It was as if someone was pulling the ropes from the other end. The Wilkas made it to Hanak Pacha and were welcomed by their father. Pachacamac 
rewarded his children's bravery by transforming them. The boy became the sun, Inti, and the girl, Kiya, the moon. In this manner, the world began to have days and nights. Pachamama's loyalty was rewarded with rains. So now, she can always govern over a plentiful nature. And let's not forget the animals. Agnes the fox was granted the gift of always finding the best hiding spots for her children, just as she had done it for the Wilkas. The jaguar was given the title of the king of creeks and forest. The condor Malku became the lord of heights, and the snake was given the venom so she could fend herself from her enemies. Finally, today, the Waichao not only announces upcoming deaths, but the sunrise too. Y colorín colorado, este cuento se ha acabado. Very well, friends. It is about time to talk about the story. In the Andean region, Los Andes, we find two distinctive areas, the highlands and the lowlands. The story that you just heard most likely comes from the lowlands, that is, from the coastal region. In the book, Warriors, Gods, and Spirits from Central and South American Mythology, text by Douglas Gifford, illustrated by John Sibick, we find that the valleys had been inhabited for thousands of years. Pottery fragments have been found, dated back to between 3,800 in 1,800 before Christ. So these are ancient cultures. Between 600 and 300 before Christ, there was a culture there called the Chavin, and they were very influential in their style of art, textiles, and pottery. However, by the 900s after Christ, the most powerful people in the area were the Chimu whose city was Chanchan. It was built near Trujillo in northern Peru and had an area of 10 square miles with temples, palaces, and houses. They ruled over many of their neighboring valleys and were powerful enough to organize the construction of a complex irrigation system connecting one valley to the next one. The Chimu's gods included the great creator Pachacamac. And when the Incas finally conquered the Chimu in the early 1460s, they incorporated Pachacamac into their own family of deities. Pachacamac became so important in the Inca religion that the principal nation feast held at the summer solstice 
was dedicated to him. From the series of Handbooks of World Mythology and the Handbook of Inca Mythology by Paul R. Steele, with the assistance of Catherine J. Allen, published by ABC Clio, Pachacamac appears with a diverse range of attributes and confronts a variety of mythic characters. Apparently, he had different wives. Two of those were Mama and Urpai Wachak. The third wife was the Earth Pachamama. Now, here is where we're going to start talking about Pachacamac and Wakon. It seems that the name Wakon was a later version of the name Con. And Con appears to be an older creator deity who had a relationship with the sun. Antonio de Calancha in 1638 tell us that there was an earlier north coastal deity and his name was Con and he had created the first race of humans. It appears that Con vanished when Pachacamac comes to the world. So when Pachacamac came, he turned those first humans that Con had created into monkeys, foxes and other animals. And then Pachacamac created a man and a woman. He didn't provide them any food, therefore the man died. The woman, she began to pray to the sun. Well, the sun did not respond, but with his ray lights, he impregnated her and she had a child, which became Pachacamac's half-brother. Of course, Pachacamac did not like that, and he killed the baby boy, separating different parts of his body or dismembering him. Each limb was planted in different places and they all grew into food. The teeth produced maize, the ribs and bones sprouted manioc and tubers, and from the flesh came vegetables and fruit trees. The sun did not specifically like what Pachacamac had done to his baby boy, and he took the boy's umbilical cord and made another son, who was called Bichama. In the meantime, while father and son went out to travel, Pachacamac killed Vichama's mother and left her to the scavenging condors and vultures. Next, Pachacamac created an ancestral human couple whose offspring started to multiply. When Bichama returns and he finds out that Pachacamac had killed his mother, Bichama turned the people that Pachacamac had created into stone, transforming them into wakas, shrines. Finally, Bichama asked his father to create a new race of humans. Inti, the son, gave Bichama three eggs one of gold, one of silver, and one of copper. The golden egg hatched and produced the kings and local chiefs. The silver egg produced high-status women. And from the copper egg came the male commoners and their families. The author Rostorowski suggests that the confrontation between Khan and Pachacamac represent historical consciousness of a dispute between a coastal group 
and the highland dwellers. Khan may have represented the earlier cultures such as the Paracas and Nazcas, which could explain why the Chimu, who had Pachacamac as their main god, found Khan to be an aggressor or an enemy because he was the deity of the people from the Paracas and Nazcas. If you remember the Nazca lines in Peru, you know what I'm talking about. In other words, the replacement of Khan by Pachacamac represents the decline of the southern cults. Just as we heard the story of the Chichimec people, this is a story in which another culture comes and takes over. Then another comes and takes over. And they start building up layers and layers upon layers of different cultures. So they not totally erased who was there. They absorbed and they give another interpretation in order to convince the people that they just have conquered that they're not that different. Very well, friends. This is all for now. My name is Carolina Quiroga Stoltz. And Tres Cuentos at a Time warns you that it's best to have a good relationship with your siblings. Next time, we will see how jealousy and boredom will drive one god to almost killing an innocent goddess. Nos escuchamos pronto. Adiós. This podcast was produced, recorded, and edited by Carolina Quiroga Stoltz. Proof listening by Don Heimel. Music and sound effects were downloaded from the YouTube audio library and freesound.org. List of credits by songs. New Order, Aaron Kenny. Nemesis, A-L-B-I-S, At Odds, S-Y-B-S. The Evening of Departure, Twin Musicum, Creative Commons Attribution License. Realization, Hanu Dixit, Bittersweet, SYBS, Time Passing By, Audionautics, Creative Commons Attribution License. The Heartbreak, Ugona Onyekwe, Romantic Hero, Sir Copworth, Punuya Wawai, A Quechua Lullaby, Anonymous, Undercover, Wayne Jones, Wildfires, Doc Maxwell.